0: Who the monster? Monster? we are British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are... A A Very
1: British British Christmas Horror. Horror.
0: Yes, we still are. This is episode two of our special festive version. Um, And what are we going to talk about tonight? Or today, if you're listening at another time zone.
1: Um, Well, we're going to be talking about uh, Roger Moore's last outing as... as, uh, James Bond, the one with uh, Zorin. Oh, uh, dear. Uh, yeah, and um, Grace Jones.
0: There's been a tragic mistake. <laughs> because what I thought we were talking about, Paul, was something different. Something made in 2005 by the BBC. So, adaption of yeah, an M.R. Yeah. James. Yeah, the, story. the
1: James Bond film. Where, where he, he seduces Tanya Roberts. And it's a bit,
0: ooh, old man seducing
1: Tanya Roberts.
0: But I like I like the thing between him and Grace Jones. But anyway, and it's, that's the film with Patrick Whitney, isn't it? It is it
1: its yeah. And, and Duran Duran.
0: But, uh, yeah, the theme tune. They're not actually in the film, are they? No. No, I they're so. not. Any, 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 anyway. so,
1: so, so, yeah, So I didn't think it was particularly Christmassy or particularly ghosty. I didn't, wasn't much in the way of ghosts there.
0: Instead of talking about that, how about we talk about...
1: Well, there are cybernetic horses, though. that's quite cool.
0: A view from a hill. The 2005...
1: No, you, you mean a view, view to a kill, don't
0: you? We we could keep doing this show until <laughs> everyone turns off the episode, or <laughs> we'll call a halt there. Yeah, I think we'll call a halt there. Yes, we're, we're doing M.I. James's view from Hill, which is really interesting because this was the um, the first of a few attempts um, to revive a ghost story for Christmas. Yep, and this was um, done by BBC Four. Remember BBC Four? Well, right,
1: I, yeah. It, although it's still around at the moment, when it, we're it, recording this. It,
0: it is, but they 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 don't make original drama anymore. Right. Uh, I don't actually know what they even put on anymore. But I know their drama budget got cut to nothing.
1: It's documentaries and uh, old episodes the top of the pops. Oh, and not.
0: um, uh, like um, the Scandinavian. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well,
1: those crime yeah. things, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, yeah, anyway, good channel, recommend it. <laughs> um, anyway. It's better than BBC Three. Yeah, yeah y- yes, I would concur. Um, but BBC Four, back back in 2005, um, yeah. they ran a season of the great 70s ghost stories and, and they also made this, this new one, um, which was not directed by Lawrence Gordon-Clark. Nope. The great hero of the 70s one, but was instead directed by...
1: Who was by it directed by?
0: Somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, a, a great director called Luke Watson. Okay. And um, written by a, a TV writer called Peter Harness.
1: Peter Harness. He, he's he's reasonably famous now. See, this was one of his. I think one of his first writing gigs. But he he did episodes of uh, Wallander, which was probably the the the, the UK version of that.
0: This is his probably again. first thing. I like that.
1: Yeah, but he was most uh, most famous recently for doing the adaptation of uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell.
0: Which I really, really like. Really, so, really good. Up yeah. to the last ten minutes but they ruin the ending. But really, really <laughs> good. <laughs>
1: and, and he did do a couple of episodes of that other um, sci-fi time travelling show that we, we're not going to talk about anymore. Yes. With a Doctor in it. Yes.
0: Yeah, the Tomorrow People. Yeah. Um, yes, so uh, also we, 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 let's say the, the, the cast It's interesting because in the 70s these were quite big showy actors pieces yeah. um, we had Denon Elliot in the signalman but we had um, Peter Vaughan and to the Curious yeah. Michael Horden kicked the whole thing off yeah. whistle and I'll come to you um, there Robert Hardy. Um, then we, um, yeah, it was. It was. There tended to be a big showy actor's part in these. This this one is a bit different. Yeah. Not quite like that. So it doesn't have a big name. It doesn't really have anyone who's, whose name you would recognise.
1: There is one person. Oh, I know. All oh, right, yeah. Fa- if you're a fair
0: uh, enough. Okay. Yeah,
1: not not maybe not by his appearance at first because he's.
0: So that's, Quite very, old in that's this. very good. Um, so the the, the the hero or the um, but you know if, the, the if main character is a, a guy called Doctor Fanshawe, who's played by someone called Mark Meadow.
1: Yeah, I don't know who he is. The
0: perfectly good actor. I don't know who he is. No. So, you know, I mean, I would watch something with him in. He's good. Yeah. Um, now, um, Doctor Fanshawe comes to this um, um, a- this house. This manor house, which is basically in a state of hideous disrepair, this yeah. aristocrat with no money, is sending off the um, Ar- f- Ar- f- yeah. f- collection of, art Arthel art Arthel art of rare artefacts.
1: He's come to catalogue them.
0: And um, the, the, the guy who's credited as being Squire Richards, this character, is played by Pip Torrance, who the name may not ring a bell, but no. he, you'd certainly recognise him. He, he's really? one
1: of those people that, that plays upper class sort of yeah. toffs in lots of different things.
0: And, and he's actually great in this, but it's a supporting role. Yeah. Right. And um, the, the cast is rounded off by uh, David Burke, who plays um, Squire Richardson's kind of unpaid yeah. butler pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And David Burke, um, as every good Sherlock Holmes fan know, is the original... Um, Dr. Watson to Jeremy Brett's halt, Yep. Uh, in the 13 episodes of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes and then he was replaced by Edward Hardwick for all the other yeah. um, Jeremy Brett. He did, Brett
1: did two episodes. series though.
0: Did he? Yeah. I thought he did the 13 adventures or...
1: Yeah but they were split into two series. Ah
0: okay. okay yeah. um, yes and then there was a very amusing I thought story about how David Burt was convinced Jeremy Brett had quit so he quit and then you found out later, Joe. decided not to quit. <laughs> so is that, is that, yeah, is I that the story? So. Think so. Yeah. He's
1: really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just digressing slightly. Um, having rewatched a lot of those recently, uh, when I when I was younger, I was a massive Edward Hardwick, Edward, Edward Hardwick fan. And he's brilliant. He is brilliant. And I always used to kind of go, oh, David Burke he was rubbish, blah, blah. awful." But rewatching his episodes, he's actually very
0: good too. He, he is he he's a slightly younger, more dynamic Holmes. Isn't yeah, he? Um, and Watson. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. Watson, <laughs> Watson. slightly younger and more dynamic Watson. <laughs> uh, so, I think it suits the slightly younger Edward, the slightly younger <laughs> Jeremy Brett, because um, Jeremy, in later episodes of that series, Jeremy Brett had health problems. Yeah. and um, he kind of became quite obviously slightly older middle-aged towards um, being infirm yeah. firm yeah. and, and that suited having a more distinguished o- older Dr. Watson Yeah. Um, but in the adventures he um, was so energetic that, that the younger Watson, David Burke, was just fantastic for and you know I think anyone re-watching him now would probably have to agree that the, the ones David Burke are in are actually and in and better made yeah. <laughs> in the subsequent series which you know were good but not as good as that um, anyway and so we got this guy and I don't I mean he, he basically disappeared as far as I know for 30 years yeah. and then comes back in this <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know he's quite
1: well I assume he did other acting jobs but presumably not I'm in television or just went back to sort of stage acting I guess
0: he could have been working in co-op I'm sure he wasn't working <laughs> in co-op he's a very good actor but um, and it's lovely it's he was lovely
1: in, he was, funnily enough he was in um, I don't know if we'd mentioned this at the time but he was in The Woman in Black as well
0: yes I think he's a police
1: officer he is like. I think
0: we probably did I don't know if we
1: did mention that
0: one I'm, I don't know I'd have to re-listen to our podcast yeah I mean we do I'm love too. we, do we do probably that. had that same conversation <laughs> on that podcast
1: <laughs> this is probably just, yeah <laughs> We're probably just repeating everything, but yeah, that is a big hole in his uh, career. I think. From I don't know though. Oh, well, he was in the Musketeers, the recent BBC version as well.
0: Huh?
1: As Father yeah. Duval in one episode.
0: Never watched
1: that. He's been in Holby City, obviously. He was in um, 2006. He was in Number Thirteen. Was that another? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's another, that's another, that another Emma
0: James adaptation. Yes okay they got him back I think he's the main link actually between the two because this this one A View from Hill was so successful that BBC4 did another yeah he was
1: in an episode of Spooks Midsummer Murders okay or Pascoe however you say that oh D.A.L. and Pascoe that's it yeah Yeah. oh he's
0: obviously doctors right let's not casualty again you know a complete silence while we read IMDb pages. is not, you know, it's not awesome anyway, audio.
1: He's very, he's <laughs> quite different in this. So if you were expecting a Watson-like character, he he's he's not like that
0: in this. No, no, no it, it, it was
1: only after I realised who it was I managed to hear some traces of his sort of Watson. Voice, if you like, but then, but then you know, he is considerably older and he's playing a different character, obviously, so he's, he's playing
0: very, yeah, the, very the
1: slightly disgruntled,
0: and, anyway, butler. Um, anyway, it, it's interesting we've approached it in this way, but I think we should mention the plot.
1: Yeah, go on, ahead.
0: okay, yeah, there's definitely a plot. So, uh, well, we said about the setup, and then, uh, the crazy aristocrat Richards takes uh dr fanshaw on a walk up the top of the hill um, yeah. but dr fanshaw his um binoculars have been broken in some kind of bumbling I mean, fell off academic his bike. accident and so he asked to borrow some more binoculars and richard's is skint but then he remembers he has some binoculars in a cupboard yeah. um so some sort of old binoculars yeah. that he inherited so he gives them to uh fanshaw they get to the top of this hill and uh and, so, uh, he, and uh Richards is pointing out the local um, landmarks, which are basically fields, as far as I can tell but yeah. then um, the uh when Fanch looks through the binoculars, he sees this massive um, magnificent old abbey yeah. and um which is a bit confusing because it's not actually there um, so <laughs> uh any, anyway they have a bit of a misunderstanding about that, and then they go back and um Pattern. the unpaid butler, is quite alarmed that this store of old crap has been raided. Um, yeah. and yes. And it's a bit awkward. Particularly
1: about the binoculars. Uh,
0: yeah. As well. Yeah, because he, he evidently thinks that perhaps they shouldn't be being used. But then um, Richards is like, oh, then, I can use my own binoculars if I want. Yeah. Something like that. Some, some aristo thing like that. Um. Okay, and do you want to take it from
1: there? Well, when do, when do we go through the? Uh, when do we go through the? There, there's a backstory, isn't there, about the
0: previous? Yeah, that comes later. Is yeah. that later? Yeah. Okay.
1: So I'm not remembering the plot as well because I I watched this last week. Oh, one
0: whole <laughs> week ago. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, so, I, so I watched this today. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> so so. Um, no, go on, you carry on with it because I, I I can't
0: remember exactly what happens next. Then I think Roger Moore and Grace Jones get it. <laughs> oh, no, hang on, we have done that. Sorry. OK, then um, what happens is that... Um, I don't know, basically... There's some kind of mention of this, this old, old, old this um, old stuff that he's supposed to be there to, to, to look yeah. at. He just goes to it and says, oh, it's a very impressive collection. But then they start talking about... Um, how some of it came from this guy called Baxter that's it yeah and um, then you, then I think we cut back um, to Panshaw having gone off on his own yeah and, and he's looking through the well he's, he's not looking through the binoculars at this point I don't think he, he has them but I don't think he's looking through no. them what he is is um, he goes to the site of the ruined abbey and he sees that it's a ruin and he can't understand it yeah and and then um, it's obviously like a long way away, because he's got this bicycle, but it has got a puncture, and he's he's trudging back um, through the woods, and he's got this puncture, and he tries to fix it, and then he's attacked by the evil dead. (laughs) 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 He kind of is. Yeah!
1: (laughs) And It's quite interesting, because obviously, previously, we we, we were talking about um, the signalman, which was made in the 70s, and so it, it's really interesting to contrast how that was filmed with how this is filmed with a sort of slightly more modern sensibility. And there's loads more movement in the camera in this, with the camera kind of, like you said, almost Evil Dead style, zooming through the trees and uh, around him and all this kind of stuff. It's and there's
0: kind of the ghost point of view shots. All the yeah, point. it's done yeah. in that
1: that kind of um, slightly disconcerting. Okay, a little bit Blair Witch kind of way as well.
0: well yeah, whereas um, yeah, in the the 70s the camera was quite fixed yeah. but then would zoom <laughs> which just doesn't look right now. No, <laughs> There's yeah. no zooms in the movie. No,
1: no. But yeah, but he also, isn't there like a couple of figures that he sees as well that are kind of following him around? Are they the... Oh, no. Then, so
0: he sees, he sees it like a, a silhouette yeah. but then he also sees so- someone who's basically a poacher. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah, and walks just, off with the rabbit. Yeah, says, that's yeah. not a ghost. That's a poacher. Yeah. Um. But in in the end, uh, he manages to get back at nightfall to the uh, yeah. to the house. Yeah,
1: they they've been a bit worried about him.
0: Yeah, and then uh, as a result of that concern, I suspect um, at dinner, Patton starts to tell the story of Baxter. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, which is essentially. Um, Baxter was a local archaeology uh, Enthusiast Who um, Not being blessed by being an academic And therefore not being middle class Enough to actually Be able to cope with the archaeology um, Starts adding in its kind of Necromantic element to it <laughs> Obviously, and, as you do um, You turn to black magic Because one, one of the places that Richards has pointed out already Is Gallows Hill Yeah um, which you can, you can also see from this other. I wonder what happened there. Yeah. Well, exactly, <laughs> and, um, uh, and Baxter's been digging up the bones of the executed men, yeah. and, and, and in order to do stuff, there's a skull mask that, that yeah. you also see. But
1: yeah. I, I always find that does help with uh, with academic papers. If I do reports at work, it always helps to to dig up the bones of, of the dead and and uh, yeah, do some uh, rituals, and, and then then everything comes together. So yeah,
0: but um, but well, we basically learned that two things that the binoculars <laughs> where well, you just
1: ignored my comments then
0: like, well, no just standard working practice everyone does actually um, So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the 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 the, the blockers have been made with boiled up bones of dead people, and the the other thing is that Baxter, <laughs> I think was was found um ha- hanged in Gallows yeah. on Gallows Hill quite soon after he made them, um. So um I think fanshaw unpre- has a, like an unsettled night's sleep, yeah. hallucination and stuff, and but they're, they're unperturbed by all of this,
2: yeah.
0: goes back on top of the hill with the binoculars, looks can see the um the abbey again you know get of it yeah which is he knows is ruined, yeah. so he goes to the site of the abbey, and um basically, by looking through the binoculars. It's there. Yeah, he's right up close, and you know you've got some really quite wondrous scenes of him, of him like gazing in, in, in awe at this like beautiful medieval um, ab- abbey that's yeah. long destroyed, but he can yeah, see. he can binoculars. see. See, and, and they they're quite heavily at some point up, removed the binoculars. So I was kind of yeah. Um, so I was kind of watching that, and
1: do you know what? What kind of annoyed me a bit about that? What well, I found myself thinking about. I was thinking if they like proper binoculars he's way too close when he's actually standing on the side of the Abbey and he's trying to look up and see bits of the architecture he's far too close to, to be able to, to to focus in on that properly
0: I think that, that's possibly the practical reason why they ditched the binoculars for it maybe, maybe the psychic link is so powerful <coughs> he doesn't need the binoculars after a while but, I thought he did and, have well, them he doesn't have them in all the sh- he, when the, when he's actually inside the abbey. Yeah, he's not got the binoculars, Hasn't anymore he? No, actually, yeah, you watched that. Ah, so I <laughs>
1: thought he did have the binoculars. No,
0: no. Um, but but then um, this whole happy uh, revelry thing, uh, reverie, I should say, um, is brought to a bit of a halt when he sees a mysterious figure, and um, then the evil dead really get him
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. uh, so the camera just goes straight at him in like, yeah. this yeah. shot it's basically straight out of the Sam Raimi playbook <laughs> it's like <laughs> bang and he's knocked over by the, <laughs> easy day, by, and, by he the gets, and he then... gets
1: anally raped by a tree
0: <laughs> that may happen off the <laughs> camera <laughs> oh dear our rating's just gone up to, to, to whichever <laughs> content only isn't it um, but yeah he, he, he runs away but then we cut to night and he's been dragged through the woods and then um, you sort of don't see much, but he's obviously been dragged by different people, and then uh, a gallows appears from somewhere, but then uh, Squire Richards is looking for him with, with um, a pattern, and um, they they the search party basically, in the middle of the night, finds um, Fanshawe hanged uh, on gallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the next day... He's all right. Yeah. He's, he's actually survived the hanging because you know this is not like a like a proper hanging with a yeah. trapdoor and stuff. He's just been throttled basically. Yeah.
1: But he's got the the rope. Right, yeah, he's got the, uh, he's got
0: which he hides with his Oxbridge scar. Yeah, which is quite an interesting way of ensuring you've got no sympathy for him. No, sorry, that was, <laughs> that was class war. I don't really think that. I actually love people who come from Oxford and Cambridge. Um, and um, the squire just basically says, you, you're going to be all right? And he goes, yeah. And the guy says, yeah, I'm sorry. I I think, I think basically, I'm sorry about your collection. because this." And then the guy goes, ah, it would never have uh, saved me financially anyway. So basically, basically the squire's ruined, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And he's ruined because then we see Dr. Watson burning all the crap, yeah. the, all the relics and things. Yeah. Because, yeah, because they're evil, it turned out. Yes. And, and then there's kind of uh, another shot of... Um, plans you're alone on the station, and he looks up, and, you know, something may be there or something, may not, because that's the end. Yeah. And, like I said, so we should probably, you know, add some value now by thinking of something <laughs> to discuss relating to that.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, it was, it's very different from the, the, the very early ones in the way that it's... It's uh, filmed with some of the techniques and everything. The, the whole Evil Dead thing. I did find that quite quite creepy. And then there's a the bit where when he's being hanged and there's like these four figures which are just suddenly lifting him up, and they yeah. they're, they're just sort of there. Yeah. They don't they don't appear from anywhere or anything, do they? And it's just, yeah. That I did think that was quite effective.
0: Yeah. There's some. There's some really good, sort of, creepy shots yeah. to make sure you don't see very much. And when I, started, I pa- started pausing it and stuff, but you really don't no, It's not no, no, like no. it's in it for a frame or anything. You, you, no, you, no, You don't see so but,
1: but I But I think, actually, in, in, in capturing... Although the, the camera techniques are very different, I think it captures the, the feel of those earlier ones quite well.
0: Well, I, I, I do. And I think what it also does... Because it's set, it, this is all set in the countryside, but yeah, but it's really cold. You can see the yeah, the yeah, sea yeah, yeah. So, so, it's a bit, it's not idyllic. It is a bit hostile, and especially yeah. especially when when it starts to get wooded and um, yeah, he gets um like um, branches in the face and stuff as yeah. he's running so so I think it's really effective for the sort of kind of the scary side of yeah. the English countryside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think um, Fanshawe's obviously city boy, and he's completely out yeah. of it. Um, he, he's an obsessive archaeologist, which is why he uses those evil binoculars, <laughs> even though he knows he shouldn't. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's. I think the countryside, um, you know, really takes against him as much as the ghost of these haunted, uh, the ghost of these uh, hanged men does. I think Pip Torrens as Scott Richards really, really, really put. I mean, the character is of, of this piece is is in him because yeah. he he's kind of he's quite um, outgoing and quite yeah. um, uh, eccentric. He whereas you know uh, Fanshawe is kind of um, he. Did, I mean, he's something, there's not much.
1: No, he's a bit
0: interesting kind of about about him. He. Um, uh, he's quite junior script, at university, I think. Um, Yeah, and there's, there's some kind of line saying, oh, he says, oh, I am a doctor. And uh, yeah. Squire Richard says, I should get you to look at my feet then. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very just, <laughs> And and uh, Patton is so taciturn, you never really get much of an insight into his character. Although no. the, the relationship between Patton and Richards is... Because m- I mean, it's revealed that Patton... Isn't being paid, and they're kind of a bickery yeah. couple. I think yeah. I think there's a definite undertone that they're a couple rather than that it's a servant and master relationship. No,
1: I didn't pick up on
0: that. I, 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 th- I think I think there's yeah. well, don't they... these are two men living together? Yeah, yeah and maybe. They, um, I mean, when, when um, at the start, when when. Um, uh, Richard calls Patton to take uh yeah, bags in. <laughs> he goes, "I'm busy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not like which is a bit of a you, yeah
1: it's something you wouldn't say if you were a butler. Um, I, yeah.
0: think this, I think this, uh, I think there's I watch I've seen this quite a few times now, and um, I I, th- I think there's a, there's a definite. Uh, I can't explain their relationship in any other way, I think. No, no, you're probably I mean, right. Uh, it may be platonic, I'd... but they are, they, 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 are yeah. like, a couple.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, which, which is obvious, I mean, the, <laughs> there aren't any undertones like that in the James' story. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a, a confirmed bachelor himself, um, but it's, um, uh, it, and, and in the 70s, they didn't do that kind of... No. This, no, is, this, is, no. this is a new twist for the noughties. Yeah. But, um, but it's very it's very understated. Yeah,
1: yeah it's not... Well, yeah. I, I didn't pick up on it, so... Yeah, it's not like it's... They make a big thing
0: of no, it. I no, no, but I, I, I just think... Because <laughs> these, these three characters have to carry the story, so you have to have something there. You have to have yeah. something like relationships because Franschel's a stranger so he's got no real relationship with either of them and that doesn't really yeah. change in fact it's quite funny when Richard just goes, leaves him <laughs> on the back he doesn't say goodbye he just walks yeah. off <laughs> no yeah. handshake or anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um,
1: the other thing about this is I wasn't entirely convinced exactly when this is meant to be set because it's it kind of seemed very bit 1950s to me yeah, I, it certainly seems to be set later than when the the story is set. It, 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 uh, yeah, I think because this is, this is one of the later MR James stories, isn't
0: that? Yeah, but he, he he died in thirty, well, in the thirties, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I should probably look that up. It doesn't matter. But he, he obviously wasn't around in the fifties. No. And um, I, I think though. The, the, the that's the end scene at the railway station where you see the, the, there's a signal light at the end of the platform. Yeah. I I think that's I don't know. I mean, there's a signal light in the signalman as well. Yeah. But yeah. I, I I it's not one of those you know you know the the signals with um the the, the old-fashioned kind yeah. of signals the ones which are either up or up down. Up or down. Yeah. 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 Uh, um. So, so uh, for me, that looked like a modern railway signal. I think they probably just filmed that like a modern railway. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think they probably did because again, I think this had quite a small budget.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's not. It's, it's definitely not contempt, despite obviously being <laughs> filmed. Um, in a place which wasn't disguised the age too too well. It's obviously not set in a contemporary way because no. it's too old-fashioned. F- I mean, the, the, the bankrupt aristocrats have all lost their houses now. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not, yeah. Not, not kind of yeah. it, it, like a modern concern, and all, also the uh, unworldly academic is it, I mean, uh, that's that's a bit uh, that's yeah. a really square you know, with the Bloomsbury Club and what we know there's on at uh, Oxford. I haven't got it in for Oxford and Cambridge. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's you know, very good work done. It's not just the Bullington Club, and you know, basically. <laughs> I, I don't believe in class war. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to end that there. We're going to yes. think of something, right? Any, uh, anything else we need to cover on on this? I yeah. I just think the whole idea of um, could... was it possible to revive the the seventies um, ghost stories yeah. and, and could it actually work? Could, and and I think. Well, I think when we go into the, the, the our final questions, we'll we'll see, we'll see that. But it's yeah. a really game attempt, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think I think yeah. Well, we'll discuss it later. But the um, so how does this? Because I I obviously have I haven't read the story for quite a while, but um, I'm trying to remember how this compares. I think it's a reasonably good adaptation of the the story, isn't it?
0: Yes, I think yes, it's so. reasonably
1: faithful. I don't. I can't think of anything that's glaringly. Obviously different.
0: Now, um, what I do know is that Lawrence Gordon Clark regarded this as a, unadaptable. But yeah. But subsequently, having seen this one, was like, oh, no, 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 it could be done. Yeah. A bit like, oh do yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> um, So, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I think he wanted to do Count Magnus. But, right. Um, which, um, I think, which hasn't been picked up. Um, in the modern ones, no. but, and it wasn't, so has it, has, and that's never been done. But I, think that, that would, I don't. I enough.
1: don't think that's one of the better ones either. One of the better stories.
0: No, um, I think of the ones that haven't been adapted, the Mezzo tint is awesome. That's. Got yeah, be, yeah. I, I think. That, I,
1: I, yeah. I think that might be a bit weird to try and adapt that.
0: Well, I'd I suppose think,
1: not. I suppose it could work.
0: Okay, though I I talk about this a lot, but um <laughs> the BFI Ghost Story for Christmas box set, the expanded version, right, has um a DVD of Robert Powell and Michael Bryant doing readings. Okay. And 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 there's a Robert Powell version of the Mezzotin which which ha which they've gone to the trouble of someone's like drawn a mezzotin and done yeah. the various changes. And it is incredible. Okay. And um He also does a brilliant Wailing Well, which is another one that hasn't been done. Although, there's an amateur film of Wailing Well, which isn't too bad, but that's another. And, you know, um, uh, to be honest, I I think every single one of those M.I. Jones stories is adaptable and, uh, you know, uh, there's a a good short film to be made from all of them. They're obviously much too short for feature films.
1: uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. In infa- maybe
1: he got a bit bored of doing them, and that was it. No, 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 I'm not doing that one. It's unfilmable, you can't adapt that.
0: Well, maybe, I think you, I think you would. <laughs> you, you don't have to be um, a completist, do you? Just because you've adapted a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, 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 Lawrence Gordon Clark um, went off after um, the BBC ran in the 70s, he, he went off to be a, a freelance director for a while. Yeah. Never directed a feature film, which is a great shame, especially for the purposes of our podcast. But did do Harry's Game, I think, right? You. And um, made uh, an ITV adaption of Casting the Runes, which he set in modern day, yeah. which is, and, and which possibly is a result of that, and possibly as a result of it not being a tremendously suitable um, source story. For uh, it's actually a bit bad. Yeah. Because um, I think one of the, the the great things I think I think a view from a hill you can see it's not modern day and if it was like too obviously modern day that would detract from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. All right. Anything else to add? Should we do our questions? Let's
0: do our questions. Yeah.
1: Okay. So uh, did you did you like this?
0: I really like it. Yeah, me too. I, I, it, I think it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a great achievement, and I think it just just proves that that the stories themselves are timeless, and that um, and that the um the seventies version wasn't just like a, a one-off happy yeah. coincidence yeah. of of, of, ele- of elements that that these are great stories, and they translate really well to great television.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think I'd agree with that okay so does it i mean' it's, it's, oh gosh it's sort of ten years old isn't it so does that ho- does it hold up today as a yeah
0: I, I, as a I television i think it i i, I, like I say, I've watched this a lot of times it always makes me feel uneasy yeah I think um, there's nothing in it that pulls me out of it no
1: yeah. there, there's there's um i think it's uh the the the, the said before but the camera techniques. I think of camera techniques that are still used now, so I don't yeah, think yeah. it feels it certainly doesn't feel like old fashioned or anything but kind of does uh sort of emulate those older stories quite well i think
0: yeah i agree with you
1: okay, and did you find it scary
0: yeah up to a point it, it is it is it is scary yeah i th- i think it's i think it we it, it's sort of
1: it's one of those things that it, it, it's not that scary until the points where it's suddenly really scary, if that makes sense. So there's like through yeah. a lot of it when he's when he's with the squire and they're doing, there's nothing kind of really creepy in that bit. And it's only when it kind of suddenly gets to that point where he's out in the woods by himself and it builds right up to that kind of. Horrible scene where he's suddenly dragged up and put had the rope put around him, and and it's all really
0: I quite think bi- creepy and uneasy. Build up, build up, build up, build up. Pay off but you can Luckily, do that in a forty-minute TV show. You can do that. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have to have like a pre-credits action scene. No, exactly. You can do. You can. You can take just, just, forty minutes. Yeah, exactly. You, cause it's one act isn't it? It's, it's one yeah, it's a one yeah. act place. So you you you're building up to one conclusion. So yeah. I think I I, I think that's actually ghost stories are perfect for that and this is this is a great example of it excellent okay okay well again as 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 this special season, seasonal run we're not going to say what we're going to do in the next episode only that there are two more of these yep. to come and you know there's a very good chance there'll be ghost stories for christmas although i'm not promising anything
1: that's true. So what we'll do is, we're, uh, as before, we'll leave some clues on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash VeryBritishHorror, and also on our Twitter feed, where we are at Horror. So have a look on there and see if you can work out which one we're talking about by the very, very clever and subtle clues that we're going to leave.
0: They're going to be incredibly, <laughs> incredibly cryptic. You know, expect some Morse. And don't
1: don't accidentally watch a James Bond film.
0: Don't do that. Um, I can't. I I (laughs) can't. It's it's not going to be *Live and Let Die*. (laughs) No.
1: So um, yeah, so obviously, if you want to comment on anything we say as well, you can email us at verybritishhorror at gmail dot com, and um, we love hearing from you. And we'll reply because we're 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 that desperate. No, we're We enjoy getting your feedback.
0: We certainly do. Um, But for now, I think let's let's wrap things up with, um, you know, uh, have a very Merry Christmas. You see, we didn't say that last time. Well, we did say that last time. Uh, But but I want our listeners to have a very Merry Christmas. I mean, if you're listening in... A
1: very scary Christmas.
0: I mean, obviously... This is still going to be available come New Year, so, you know, yeah. Happy Happy New Year, Happy Easter, whatever. Anyway, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about? I think it's time for me to say that I've been Chris Denton.
1: And I'm still Paul Muck.
0: Good night. Bye-bye.